Welcome back to the MS Twins. I apologize for not actually having two shows yesterday. We had some technical issues again. And anyways, here we are. Um, today, Garrett and I will discuss... I didn't actually find anything MS related, so... We're just going to talk about what really matters, and that is the Word of God. We'll talk about a parable out of Luke 15, and then go back a little bit to, or forward, whatever. We'll head to Ephesians chapter 6, and cover um, the armor of God that Paul has laid out for us to use against spiritual warfare. We have um, Christ speaking, and it's the parable of the lost sheep. So it's from Luke 15, right? Yes. And it's verses 1 through 7. Yep. And, and it, it says, All the tax collectors and sinners were approaching to listen to him. And the Pharisees and scribes were complaining. This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. So he told this parable. What man among you who has a hundred sheep and loses one of them does not leave the ninety-nine in the open field to go after the lost one until... He finds it. When he finds it, he joyfully puts it on puts it on his shoulders and coming home he calls his friends and neighbors together, saying to them, Rejoice with me. Because I have found my lost sheep. I tell you in the same way. There will be. More joy in heaven. Over one sinner. Who repents. Than over 99 righteous people. Who don't need. Repentance. And that's that's out of the. CSB. Christian Standard Bible. So with, with that, it's like Christ is saying at some point there will come a time when the best thing to do is like leave everyone and go after the 
to, for lack of a better word, go after the loner. And then when you find it and you celebrate because that that one person that you went oh like went to find in the process you bring them to Christ there's going to be more rejoicing in heaven than there is over you know 50 or 99 already saved people because it's a new addition to the family, right? I think that God's just saying, um, you know, all of you guys, you 98 or whatever, are uh, still with the rest of the family and you're still in place waiting for more direction from me. But this one, this one guy ran off and is lost. So I'm going to go off and find him. It's not because I'm leaving you guys. It's just because I'm trying to go get the guy that went astray. And uh, then we'll all be together again. So, And then then he was talking about the the shepherd that was called his friends to celebrate. And he wasn't calling to celebrate um, anything but that whole family is together, you know, they got the, they got the, the sheep that went astray and now it's back on track. And so what I took that to mean, because right. Brought right. It home. Yeah. Yeah. And he didn't, it doesn't say that he, he, uh, I don't know, <laughs> put a call and a leash on the sheep to bring it back. <laughs> he picked it up. And he carried it. You know what I'm saying? Now, who knows where it was? It could have been a quarter mile off. But he still carried it back to bring it back. And uh, is, is saying that he uh, he's put forth quite a bit of work and effort just to get that sheep back or the person that went astray back. And uh, – he put most of his focus on the one that went astray. And it wasn't a small amount of, of focus, probably, because he carried it however far back, you know. And uh, I think that was uh, the story. Is uh, You might go astray, but he'll do what he can to bring it back. And even if it's a pain in the butt, come home, bring you home, and then celebrate about it all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Corey Asbury actually wrote the the song "Reckless Love" based on that that passage. That oh, parable. really? Yes. Huh. I didn't know that. Yeah. Like if if you if you listen to the words, it's so clear. Oh really? Yeah, it's like, oh that is Luke fifteen. <laughs> right. So 
That's probably why it's like my favorite worship song. All right. Like it's it's really good. So is that kind of what you took the parable to be or to mean or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, you know, there's, I'm, I'm, I'm still here. Like we know, like, even though like now, like Christ left, but he's still with us via the Holy spirit. So even if he goes after a one lost soul, and brings it back into the family, it's like, yeah, he, like physically he left, but he's still with us, and he is getting that one soul to bring it back in, like, you know. Yeah, he, he wouldn't family. do us any differently, you know? Right, right. Yeah. yeah. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, I... I like that story. So, you want to talk about, uh, is it Ephesians? Yeah, Ephesians chapter 6. When, like, Paul gets into the, like, meat and potatoes, I guess you could say, about um, Christian warfare. And how, yes, there is an enemy. And because there is an enemy, he lists out the tools that, that we have. And uh, let me. Well, you just talked about. Talking about the uh, the different kinds of armor we have to use against what affects us on the outside, so to speak. Yeah, and and it starts in Ephesians six uh, fourteen. Right. He he starts listing out what characteristics we can use that that we have to use against Satan. And he says, stand therefore with the belt or the with truth like a belt around your waist, righteousness like armor on your chest, and your feet sandaled with Readiness for the gospel of peace. And in every situation, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of the spirit, which is the word of God. I took it all to be, it's not, I mean, he's not saying that he's going to give us all these different parts of armor 
And uh, but what he's doing is he's like a sort of shield, so to speak, in the helmet and shoes and whatever, you know. He's not giving us that, but he's giving us armor and the pieces he's talking about are a metaphor for the different parts that we can use and, and we have different ways to pray and uh, keep in mind that we, we, we've we got these other ideas of how he's going to protect us and ways that we can, in prayer, be protected by stuff. As long as we have faith, which was the shield, that's a perfect example for the rest of it all. You know, we can use the, our faith as our shield so to speak. So as long as we have faith in him, yeah, that's something that will help us quite a bit like these other parts. Right. Right. Yeah. It's like, just have faith and you get the shield, like speak the truth. You get a belt, so to speak. It's all, like you said, like it's a metaphor for something. And an act or a mindset gives you this certain attribute of armor. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a big, it's a metaphor, a series of metaphors describing um, our ways to follow him and how at the end of the day, it all ends up being a whole suit of armor. Right. And then it's like the only offensive weapon in the armor of God is the double edged sword of the word. Like, the Bible, it, it's it's a book. It's not a sword. But with that book, you know, we can... Because the book is truth. Like, the, the Bible is truth. The Bible is God. Yeah, I think the Bible is a conglomeration of all the different pieces of the pseudo armor. It gives us guidance and direction and uh, ways to uh, follow along with all those different pieces of the pseudo armor. Yeah. Yeah. I... I, I really like knowing how like how I I am being protected from demons and, and well not how I'm being protected but how I can protect myself from demons and you know spiritual warfare. Yeah, we're given a uh, pretty good metaphor for how it's being implemented. Yeah. And how we're being protected. So we're not just like uh, 
not lying and doing bad things and expecting, oh, well, everything's going to be fine now. Well, what he's doing is he's he's, he's kind of reassuring us these good things that we're doing. They're all, uh, they amount to something and it's all slowly making a full suit of armor. Right. Yeah. It's a pretty good metaphor. Yeah. You know, it's just, there. there's a lot of stuff in the Bible where if you do this, you get, like, you get this, you get rewarded. And, like, you speak truth, you get rewarded the belt. So, it's like, okay, I, I want to make sure I do what it says that way I I am I am protected yeah the more of that stuff that you do the more you're wearing of your uh, suit of armor so to speak yeah it's good Do you have, um, like in your church up there and stuff, a, uh, it's called rooted. I don't have a church up here yet because, you know, everything's in lockdown. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. 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 So I've actually got to go to the church and I've been told of a few that, should be good, but I still am going to need to go and uh, feel them out, so to speak, make sure that uh, what they're saying is on track. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're not just saying Jesus 8,000 times and then um, calling it, excuse me, calling it a day, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm excited for this pandemic to be over. Yes. And that's reason in itself is at the top of my list of why, you know? Right. And yeah. I, I know you are... Wait, how, how closely do you follow politics? Um... I don't know. There, I don't know. It's not super close. I don't think. Because, well, I stay away from the news. I stay away from it as much as I can, and I think I, I only pay attention to highlight to highlights. You know, because at at a certain point, you just are fed a bunch of crap, and uh, and you can get. Two people from the same party saying what happened, but you get two totally different stories from each one. You know, it's like what? Yeah, yeah. Like, um, like my 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 like me and my family, we follow politics really closely. Yeah, um, and um, there is a petition to recall Governor Newsom. And 
that petition has 1.3 million signatures. Really? They, right. If they get 1.5, then like he's he's out. He's gone. Or they they can bring they can bring that petition to uh, a vote, like, and then we would the state would vote on it in August. But they already have one point three. They need one point five, so it still need what two hundred thousand people to sign on to this thing. Sounds like, yeah. And as, as Newsom got wind of this this petition and his reaction, he lifted like the state mandated lockdowns and stay at home orders. Yeah, so, I don't know if I understand that. It seems kind of contradictory to what's going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Seems, yeah. I, I'm, I'm that guy who, un, unless like I am, like I can't go into like a store without wearing a mask like okay I'll wear a mask but other than that I do not I'm I'm that guy I don't know what you just said really well I mean I I didn't understand what you're saying oh I I uh, I just I don't wear a mask oh okay Unless it's like a hundred percent required gotcha. to like complete my task. Um, it's 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 like um, President Biden. He's like, you know, the he he wants like a national mask mandate, which there he has no constitutional authority to do that so what he did do is if you are in a federal building you have to be wearing a mask okay but it's just like even if like essentially unless I I cannot like go like just leave the like if he makes it to where if you leave the house you have to be wearing a mask I am not going to be wearing a mask when I leave my house yeah I don't know then there's the uh, the thought the question that what if you're carrying the virus and you know it doesn't it takes forever to show up, you know, and not everybody gets as bad as everyone else, you know what I'm saying? So right. what if what if you're carrying it and it's not affecting you the way it would affect the next guy, but wearing a mask would keep you from spreading it to the next guy, so to speak. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Yeah, I I I get that. But I I, I don't know. I just I guess I'm weird like that. I, yeah, I don't know. I I hate wearing a mask. I can't stand it. And uh, I wear glasses, so it fogs my glasses up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, you know, I, I don't know. If I'm inside, I'm indoors somewhere, I don't wear a mask. But um, when I go outside, is the idea that I would like to think that God has protected me from the virus. But I also wonder if, what if I'm carrying the virus to some degree? I don't want to give it to the next guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I like what, what kind of like cemented my, like, I'm not going to wear a mask unless I have to. Um, position. I, I saw a video on YouTube and he, the guy held up a mask and he goes, you think this is going to protect you? This is like wearing a condom with 100,000 microscopic holes in it. It's like, it's not going to... When you see people who actually deal with these diseases, they're in like full like hazmat suits. They got their own like oxygen source and it's like, unless we all somehow get to wear those, it's not going to stop it. I, I, I don't know. I'm weird. No, I know what you're saying. But uh, I'm falling back on the idea of what if... What if you, I, I don't think it's anywhere near as secure as wearing all that crap would be, but I also don't think that, or I know the government isn't prepared to suit everybody in the country in this, uh, this armor, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I guess it's the off chance that I'm carrying it and I could pass it to somebody else you know, unknowingly that this would prevent it, then it's worth wearing it. Hold on just a second. Okay. Hey, you too. Thanks. Oh, oh, there. <laughs> I was like, where is it? <laughs> All right. Thank you. Hello? Yo. Yeah, it was just an uh, Instacart guy. There was some food. So I'm like, we'll get it before whatever's in there that's frozen and melts. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I, I don't think that these masks do as good a job as like uh, 
a hazmat suit and all that other crap. But uh, I'm just thinking, uh, what what about what if it it helps me not infect one person? Then I think it's good. I don't know. Yeah, I, you know, that's, it's actually a good way to kind of circle it back to the whole Luke 15 parable. Like you're, you're wearing it to save the one out of the 99. I I don't know. (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. If I can save that one person, I don't know, then I think it's worth wearing it. As much as I hate it and don't like it one bit, I'm sure that what's to come, if you don't do the right thing, the the prices way out the the um effects far outweigh the the price of having to wear that stupid mask, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. It, it seems like in the grand scheme, it's, it's it's the kind, considerate, and the right thing to do. But um, I don't know. I just, I I don't know. To me, it seems like the considerate way to be, because I might help one person, and if at the end of all this it turns out I didn't help any, well, I tried. And if I helped one person and I find out that I helped one person, I can't complain about that. You know what I'm saying? Because my misery is far outweighed by one person being helped. Because that one person, it may mean life or death to them. I don't know. Maybe not. But it might. And I'd like to think that I took the necessary steps to help that one person. However lost they may be. What if I save that person and then that person finds Christ? Who doesn't already know Christ? Well, that, to me, makes it worth wearing the stupid mask to begin with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I like wearing masks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just, I don't know. It's great for me that I may be saved, but that lost sheep, I think pulling them back to the to the herd or whatever it's called, is worth me sustaining a crappy existence for a few minutes every day. If it can mean eternity for one person, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I've never looked at it that way. So, thank you for that. Well, of course. I, not for me, man. I, I, I uh, I I did I literally before the call prayed and asked God's help for some of this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I, I, 
because I don't know what's going to happen in that call. And uh, all I did was ask for for help and um, guidance in doing the right thing. And I'd like to think, at least I hope, that I did the right thing um, in response to that question or whatever it was. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hold on a sec. That yeah. stupid alarm. <laughs> anyway, that's over with now. Because I had some stupid jingle going off in my ear, and I'm like, I can't hear anything. <laughs> Just the jingle. <laughs> yeah. It's, it was... It's It's so interesting how the Lord works. Like... I, I always I already wanted to cover Luke fifteen yeah. in this episode. And then I I was about to bring it up in the prayer call. Oh really? Yeah. Uh and then my phone Oh died. man, really? Yeah. Like his you know, like like Kim and everyone, they, they they were using that whole sheep analogy. And I'm like, okay, well, and, and the Lord was telling me, has been like, Luke 15 has been on my heart for a couple days. Oh, really? Now. Yeah, I, I, I don't know why. But it it has been. So like and then on the prayer call, I'm like, this is why. Awesome. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. And then I didn't get to talk about it. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I can say all kinds of things that maybe God changed his mind, but you know what? I don't know. <laughs> I don't freaking know. Yeah. Well, maybe uh yeah. I don't know. I'm just guessing. Maybe the call wasn't the right time to bring it up. Maybe now was. You know? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I I I was when it came to personal prayer time, I was going to ask for a prayer for my date this Saturday. Oh, okay. Well, I'll pray for you. Lord God, Don's got this uh, this date coming up Saturday and um, doesn't know what to expect. Just that um, you're in charge. And uh, Lord God, I ask that you please help him, give him the wisdom to uh, behave appropriately, talk according to your will, and... Uh, carry himself as an example of you and uh, do your will and please help Ruth to uh, well deal with the situation whatever the situation is you know just a date <laughs> they're pretty stressful and Lord God I, I ask that you please help them both in this moment of exciting stress 
Thank you, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Yeah. Thanks, bro. That is that I, I, it's, I, I feel like comforted. Oh, now. good. I thought yeah. that was kind of a funny choice of words, exciting stress. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I, that's, it was like, the words were perfect. Yeah, I, I think, I, I mean, I think about it now and I'm like, that comment, those two words together for this situation is so, so uh, perfectly suited, I think, for the description. Because anyone on a first date, what do they experience? Excitement and stress. No question. Yeah, right. I don't think anyone would disagree with me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cool. Well, hopefully, you'll feel more relaxed and excited. How's that? Relaxed and excited rather than stressed and excited. Well, right. if you, if you right. keep in mind that God's got this, it'll give you plenty of room to be relaxed in the excitement. You know what I mean? On one of those yeah. uh, Joel Osteen episodes, it said, um, oh, crap. if I find the right, I think I have it written in my phone somewhere, but if I, if I see it, I'm going to send it to you. But um, this newfound stress to you is not um, a surprise to God. He already knew this is coming. You know what I'm saying? And we know, and we know he's got right. you back. And so you're not surprising him, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. That's, that's pretty awesome. I, I read it a few times yesterday. <laughs> I still don't remember it, but, uh, to the effect that whatever surprises come to you, they're not a surprise to God. And that's comforting to know. You know what I mean? You know, he's got your yeah. back and things that surprise you. They didn't surprise him. He knows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Yeah. It was like that, that Joel Olstein that you sent me. Talking about, you know, how Christ, like, saved the best wine for yeah. last. It's like, that's, it's, between your prayer and that message, it's like, I, my stress is, for the time being, <laughs> it's, it's, like, going way well, down. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. Just remember this call yeah. and what we talked about, you know, maybe that'll help out too. You know, when it gets closer and you're like freaking out because, ah, it's in 10 minutes. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's cool. Did, let me ask you, if you don't mind, if you don't want to answer, that's cool. But uh, did you meet her on like a, a Christian dating website? Maybe. I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. Okay, no, that's cool. I mean, no, no judgment here. I'm just curious. Yeah, I, I met her on Coffee Meets Bagel. 
Thank you for listening to the MS Twins Podcast. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And as always, you can email the show at themstwins at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of the MS Twins. Garrett and I really appreciate it. And we are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. And remember, please subscribe and give us a five-star review. As always, you can email the show at themstwins at gmail.com. T-H-E-M-S-T-W-I-N-S at gmail.com. Have a great day, everyone.